Oh my gosh, it's Hotline oh Link. Oh my god. Episode 40. Thanks, Mark, for, uh, for the help. As I already say, Mark's the greatest co-host somebody could ask you, for. You, you were so energetic and so passionate with that. Oh He's my God. joining it me scared, here. It scared me. We're going to talk about other stuff. Uh, there's a whole lot. To, you you might have heard about World of Warcraft. We're not going to be talking about Well, maybe a little bit in the beginning. But this is a show all about League of Legends. Some interesting stuff happened this weekend at the LCS. And probably some more interesting stuff is going to happen this coming weekend as we head into week nine. Figure out who's going to make it to playoffs, who's not. How things are looking. Holy moly, so much to talk about all on episode 40 of Hotline League starting right now. Hotline League is brought to you by Omen by HP. Here we are. The show has started. Mark Hello. Z, how are you? I'm great, dude. There's too much cool stuff happening in the world right now. Yeah, can you can you elaborate? Sure. So WoW came out on Monday. I've never played WoW before. Like I'd done a bunch of 14 day trials and I've played a shitload of MMOs in the past, but I played a game called EverQuest, which was like WoW before WoW. Yeah. And so when WoW came out, I had already had like a lot of those like moments that endear you to an MMO. So like to me, WoW wasn't like this crazy thing. And I had basically never really gotten into it until this expansion. Uh, I decided to finally like try it out and it's good. I'm having fun with that. There's Nexus Blitz that just came out. The Hearthstone expansion came out a week ago. There's just so much going on. Yeah, I almost wonder if they shouldn't have released the Hearthstone expansion on top of World of Warcraft. It's definitely weird, especially since I didn't feel like there was a big cross-promotion between the two. Yeah. it Actually, that would have been really smart. It would have been great to launch them at the same time if you had been able to say something like, you know, the battle for Azeroth expansion pack for Hearthstone, where it's like all about the rivalry between the factions or something, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. They were pretty disjointed. Yeah. So. Uh, well, as always, uh, thanks to Mark for, Mark for joining me on episode 40. 40 episodes. Quite the achievement. I remember it was right around this time last year, maybe within a couple of weeks or so, that we decided to do this show. So we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. It was right before Worlds. Right. I think we did. I think we talked about it at a finals event. I think we were in Boston yeah. talking about it. Yeah, that's probably right. And then we did like one or two episodes right before world yeah. kicked off um, and then you fucking left me well yes um anyway we don't have a a co-host or guest tonight this is another week without a, a guest because we really we know why you guys come to the show and it's for us it's not for anybody else the feedback i've received all over the place everyone hates it when a guest is on because they're just never as interesting and as fascinating and have as nuanced opinions as myself and mark um, and they don't bring the energy and the passion. So we we're just not doing that anymore. Yeah. 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 I also just was really upset with the amount of screen time I was getting because Travis gets all this time to talk about like the ads and the promos and stuff. So we're taking what would normally be guest time. And it's just going to be me talking about anime. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully you guys appreciate that. No, we had multiple guests. Did you even, did you, I know, you know about Tony who we can talk about. Uh, who else was there? There was Kobe. Oh, Kobe bailed? Yeah, so last week, Kobe had said that he'd be down to come on the show. It was really great. My my thought process was that I'd actually set it up or try to set it up so that Kobe and I could sit next to each other and, and here somehow. Um, and then Kobe said that he wants to play on Monday. I think it was. He said he wanted, or Sunday. He said it's because WoW launched this week. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to such. Such a typical rioter, quote unquote, content creator response, dude. All those fucking guys. Let me let me tell you something about riot personalities. 
and I don't, I don't count. All those guys say they want to do more stuff. They get invited on talk shows, and what do they do? They bail yeah. for games. I don't want to hear it anymore. We're not, we're not their platform. Yeah. We definitely don't just use them for their vastly larger fan bases. Okay, so then, then uh, number two, who pulled out a couple hours ago, was Tony Zixlaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you want to explain why? It's his girlfriend's birthday. Now you say that, and I'm sure I'm sure he wouldn't lie. But I'm looking at my Battle.net client right now, and it says that he's in Dazzle Dazar Alor on Tychondrius. <laughs> hey, don't check your Battle.net for like the next two hours for me, though. By the way. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, so, I'm not. I'm not in game. So then, and then I hit up Kelby, uh, and he just said no, thank you. So that's why we don't have Kelby. So. I don't know if League of Legends is dying, but maybe this show. No, just kidding. We had yeah. a thousand and like a half people or something last week with no guests. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's just funny. I think WoW is just sucking all the energy out of this week, which is impressive, by the way. How old is that game? It's like 14 years old. I think it's 14 years old. And it is able to just, it, it just is like a a vortex that everything gets swept into the week that it, it launches and for quite some time after. I feel like that's... Um, I'm very curious to see what teams have their performances affected oh my God. Uh, this weekend because of World of Warcraft. Because I, I'm in a guild uh, with a bunch of other esports and ALCS folks. Are you in that guild, Mark? No, I'm not in a guild right now. Oh, you should... I'm guildless. You should if you want to sign me up, I'll be taking applications. Are you on Tychondrius? No. Okay, well, you, you're... I'm on the up. Emerald Dream. All right. Because I want to role play. Well, if you... I'm a troll. If you want to play with the, the NALCS folks, we're Horde on Tyke. But uh, I can see who's playing. And out of, out of respect, I am, I am not going to call it any names. I'm not going to say who. Um, but I can see. And I know. And I would, I would, it'll be very curious to see how people's performance does uh, this weekend. I think the point about like, how the game is like 13 years old or whatever it is and still like pulling people whenever it launches... I expect that to kind of like be the path that like I, I just I consulted with some people like a year year ago year and a half ago and I said a similar thing will probably happen with League where like the game will never like die die um, but it could end up a lot more cyclical versus like the I'm playing this all the time but like hey Nexus splits it out and then like yeah hopefully Riot starts actually publicizing this stuff better yeah, they didn't like, publicize Nexus splits at all. I think they were like just literally Daniel Z. Klein. I saw Daniel Z. Klein's post. Yeah, Daniel Z. Klein posted it on Reddit. Yeah, like, what the fuck is that? I mean, good on him. I uh, love Daniel. Yeah, not this isn't a shot but, at him. Is it just... But sad that it's uh, like, right, people going out there and being like, hey guys, our game mode just launched. You know what it is, though? They're fucking terrified after Clash. They are so afraid to talk about anything that's coming out because of what they did with Clash, you know? Yeah, I mean... They had Faker and Pokey, the two biggest fakes of League of Legends in the West and Korea, respectively. And that feature's not out. I think that's the wrong lesson to learn, if that's why. Just don't talk about anything. Don't hype ourselves up at all in the off chance we fuck it up. Self-post it to Reddit when it's ready to launch. Yeah, you know. That, that's how we'll find out about their second game. 
It'll just be Mark Merrill or you. Tr- no, no, no. It's it's some random guy. Like it's just someone on the team who's like the game is out and no one oh, knows. Yeah. There's no like client. This guy's finally like, hey, by the way, guys, like I'm an artist on that. <laughs> yeah, just wanted to say we launched a uh, fighting game. Yeah, oh. I, I don't know. Like that's such the wrong lesson to me. Like, OK, we had this really cool feature. We hyped it up appropriately. Everyone was really, really excited and you did everything right. But like deliver on the product. And then you're like, you know what we got wrong? The marketing. Yeah. It's like, what? No, 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 no. I don't know. It's crazy to me. Anyways, but that's what I think Riot will eventually be like. It'll be like, it's season 14 and everyone will come back and try the, the preseason for a little while and stuff like that. Yeah. And- Before we finalize, I think we should list out maybe some ideas for what the topics could be for people calling in because it's kind of a weird all over the place week. But the last thing I'll say is that I, I'm super happy to announce uh, that that, you know, people who watch the stream, uh, people who watch the VOD, there's always a support link in the description. It's not listed on the support link, but if you are on Ticondris and want to give me gold, I now take that as a... Oh, my God. All right, Mark, what should we talk about on the show? What like what call, suggestions for callers? We got that Tencent Riot article that came out. What was that one? Oh, you, that there, there's beef? Yeah, yeah, that there's beef. They talk a lot about how essentially Riot... Um, Riot realizes that they fuck... Like, uh, Riot never wanted to turn League of Legends into a mobile game. Then Tencent turned League of Legends into a mobile game, and it makes a shit ton of money. And the report allegedly says that Riot has now decided that they realize they fucked up by not turning it into a mobile game. Um, so interesting stuff there. Uh, I don't think we need to get into like they named the salaries of Mark and Brandon, which I think we don't we don't really need to get into, but it was kind of interesting. Um, and uh, and just sort of it, it certainly one the most interesting thing from that article is that allegedly reportedly there was a meeting that took place at Riot headquarters uh, earlier this year in March where basically uh, it was announced like, hey, we are on track to be losing money if we keep spending the way we are because we're losing players and that kind of thing. Um, and certainly Riot has now released a statement. Everybody can go find it. Uh, and basically any place where this has been reported, where they sort of dispute the the scale at which numbers have decreased, um, player bases decreased, saying that mostly it is just the decrease came from China. But anyway, uh, I think for a while it has felt like there is some pullback on the spend for esports, and certainly this is one reason why it could be. So anyway, we got that to talk about. Um, if people want to talk about that. I think a really easy one is it's week nine, so teams will start getting eliminated from the playoffs. Some teams already yep. have clutching C9 and, and uh, C9 and, uh, or sorry, CLG and Golden Guardians aren't going to Worlds. Yep, they're officially out. Clutch Gaming uh, might still make it to Worlds. Through Gauntlet. Through the Gauntlet, but that also depends on people not getting enough points to overtake them. Yeah. Uh, so that's something to talk about. Who do you think will finish from playoffs? How much do you believe in C9's run? Will TSM be able to make it or will they miss playoffs for the first time in forever? Yeah. Like literally forever. No, I'm saying uh, bro says a seven ma- roster rule or seven ros- seven man roster change. Oh, yeah, sure. we can talk about that. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can talk about Reaper's decision to swap his mid laner and jungler out and everyone shit on him and then they, the swap actually worked out super well. Yep. So if you want to talk about any of these things and you don't know how to, uh, because you've never seen the show before, 
what we have is a Discord. And in this Discord, as I'm spamming it in Twitch chat right now, you're going to want to join up there. Uh, when you get there, there is a Pleb Calls and Pleb Calls 2 voice channel that you're going to need to join. And once you're in there, you can mute yourself. And then you join the, or in the Pleb Topics text channel, you're going to type out whatever it is that you want to talk about uh, on the show today. And I'll be reading that. I'll be getting your takes. Please make sure you include your opinion on it. So don't just say, I want to talk about who's going to make playoffs. Say, I think this team will make playoffs. And then we can start talking about that. If I like your topic, I'll pull you into the waiting room. When it's your turn, I'll come and do a quick mic check before I pull you into the uh, actual call to discuss it with Travis and I. And if you are a sub, uh, which you can sub to the Twitch channel, very helpful, by the way. Really appreciate when you do that. Uh, you can sync your Discord and your Twitch, which allows you access to the sub chat, subtopics channel where you can drop your questions in, your topics. Gives you a little bit of an advantage over uh, other folks because while we won't pull exclusively from subs, uh, there's a little less chatter there. We'll check both. Um, so a couple other things that we didn't talk about. Nexus Blitz is something we can talk about. Uh, you brought it up earlier, but I think we, you know, something to talk about. Um, we are, I saw, uh, there was a post a while ago about the fact that we still don't know venue or schedule or ticketing for Worlds, which is in less than 50 days. Uh, so, and uh, sort of the negativity that's taking place on the subreddit. Uh, the top thread right now is about how people don't hate League, but they hate the subreddit, which is somewhat in response to the fact that, like, there's a million threads about why X content creator decides they don't like League or X content creator or former player or whatever loves League. Um, and then also the Phoenix thing with Echo Fox, um, which I don't have a huge opinion on, but. Oh, yeah, that was after the show last week, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yep. So all these topics and more. If you have your own, feel free to write it in. Yeah, uh, we're of just course. trying to feed the, the machine right now and give you guys some ideas on stuff to talk about. Uh, let's see. While we are pulling some people, just want to give a shout out to uh, Billy Bob seven 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 one who resubbed for six months and says, "Loving the Playmaker series you're putting out, Travis. Great job. Thank you. Uh, really enjoy that series myself. I'm really proud of it." Ryogi Shiki ninety nine, Yig, Asos or AC zero S. Real Foxy gifted a sub to Mark. Congratulations, Mark, on being Fuck. a nine month subscriber. <laughs> Ran our TV resub for seven months and says, howdy, friends. Drew Fior, uh resub or subbed. And KW, KW Salt resub for seven months. Says, we going back to Mondays soon? Can't watch on Wednesdays. Yes. Hopefully we should be back on Mondays soon. Uh, Mark, you want to go fish somebody out? Uh, yeah. Give me one more second. I'm finishing okay. reading a couple of them. Uh, Just pull them later. Uh, uh, all right. We always pull in the beginning. I don't want to. All right. All Some right. people show up late. Uh, all right, Mark is off pulling off the next Everyone person. Everyone who I pulled into the waiting room is currently muted. Uh, please check to see if you're in the game. Burger Bros is, is unmuted. Now he is. But don't, yeah, make sure if you're if you're in the waiting room, don't have your stuff muted. Uh, KW Salt, oh yeah. Uh, Kojut PR1 subbed. By the way, I just got back from Vegas. I was out there, Travis Gafford Industries, having our company retreat, me and Brett and some friends. And uh, I had the worst luck ever. It was terrible. So hopefully this show goes better. Burger Bros is on the show, so it's already gotten better. Burger Bros, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Lawrence, Kansas. So the middle of nowhere. Pretty Lawrence, much. Kansas. That is, um, I don't, is that near Marion? It's more near Kansas City. It's like in between Kansas City and Topeka. Okay. Well, 
Uh, glad to have you on the show. What do you want to talk about tonight? I want to talk about just esports in general. Like, I man, um, but it's my personal belief that going into this year is actually going to be the hardest time for esports. You have so many different games vying for that top spot. You know, you have Fortnite, you have PUBG, League, Dota. All these different games want these fully fledged like esports to go around them, and either it's going to strangle each other out like weeds. Or they're all going to flourish as sports teams do now. So I think this next year is going to be a very trying time for esports in general. Gotcha. So, and and you think it's just because there's too many? Or, uh, sorry, I'm just trying to understand or hone in a little bit more. Like, what are the, like, maybe you can give an example of something that you think is going to hurt or it's, struggle, it's, or make esports struggle. Like the oversaturation that you see in, like, what was it three or four years ago you saw the oversaturation of survival games you know zombie survival games um and i think that might happen with esports because of how many different esports they're trying to push yeah um developers see it as this huge money making opportunity which it is um but now when you have so many like rainbow six siege is an up-and-coming one I mean, it's enjoyable to watch. You've got League, you've got Dota, you've got all the old ones, and it could just end up strangling each other out. So uh, it's interesting. I would have been much more in line with your thinking a year ago. Um, in fact, a year ago, I was. It, it was less about the oversaturation, more about the the concerns I had that there was like a bubble, essentially, right? That like there was uh, the valuations of everything was too high to support basically the cost people were spending on teams and players and all that stuff. And, and I actually still think there's a bubble, um, but I actually think it doesn't matter because of, because of ironically, the thing that you are saying right now, uh, because last year at this time, I was like, ah, oh, league's kind of uh, plateauing and everything else looks like it's either plateaued or staying around the same. I had real skepticism about Overwatch League, especially at the prices that uh, Blizzard was uh, hawking that stuff around at. I still, by the way, have those concerns, but... Um, everything in the past nine months, I think actually the oversaturation, which maybe I don't think is oversaturation, but just the, the sheer amount of stuff that's coming up, we, I think, can drive this stuff for it. Like Overwatch League uh, hasn't flopped. I think there's still questions there, but they did a really good job with their launch and they were able to sell sponsors in, which was fantastic. I think uh, the advent of Fortnite and Ninja has brought so much mainstream sponsorship and viewers and interest and conversation into the space in the past year. Um, and that stuff tends to trickle down, right? So, like, if you can't, if you want to go sponsor Fortnite and there's no, like, league there yet to sponsor and you decide you can't get into Overwatch League because Blizzard wants too much and then Riot is fucking around, you can't get a sponsorship there because who knows <laughs> what they're doing. Then you go to, like, Rainbow Six Siege, right? And now Rainbow Six Siege got something because, like, Fortnite is big and interesting. So, I, I, I am less concerned about that stuff, I think, um, and I actually think that 2018 has been sort of uh, a rebound year in my mind and that I expected this to be like the flop year. And maybe we still have a flop year in the future where uh, a bubble bursts or there's just less interest. But for right now, I think literally just like Fortnite and all that stuff is driving so much interest and engagement in the space that uh, I think we're OK. And that includes League of Legends, by the way, um, yeah. a little worried about. The future of League still in terms of sponsorship and revenue, especially because it, it feels like Riot's trying to uh, hold the esports team maybe accountable for some of their spending. But I am not. Uh, I am not. I'm still very bullish on esports. I don't know, Mark, if you have any thoughts. 
Uh, I mostly agree. Like, I think to your point about like the plateauing that seemed to be happening, like there was a massive explosion in 2015 around a number of games that I personally like enjoyed. So like, obviously league was, was at the pinnacle in 2015. I went back and I was looking at like the um, most upvoted threads on the subreddit ever. And some of them are like the fucking troll meme ones about like, you know, if this gets 50,000 upvotes, whatever Merrill stuff on April fools. And then it was like a Tyler one getting unbanned posts. And then like the third highest post of all time was CLG versus CSM finals. Uh, And so like from that perspective, I can see where it's like, Oh man, we're trending down as league esports. And it's, like it's kind of true, but I think to Travis's point, like it's not like the the viewers are leaving the market, which would be a much worse thing. Um, yeah, I think esports fans stay esports fans, um, and so and yeah. and quite frankly, the the amount of options in the space, be it Overwatch or Fortnite or Rainbow Six, give people some place to go if they decide that they're tired of League or they decide they're tired of CS:GO or Dota or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Um, so, so I don't, I'm not too worried about getting strangled out though. Like I can agree that like, if you're a fan of one of those ones that saw that explosion in 2015, like CSGO, like league, like melee, although like those were the big three ones I got really into like Hearthstone's a similar way. Like a lot of those have trended down in recent years for shinier, newer toys, but that's just, I, as far as I can tell the general life cycle of, of competitive video game. Well, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Burger Bros though? Well, um, would you guys say that Fortnite and those battle royale games can actually be implemented as esports? Yeah, definitely. I th- did you see the definitely. PUBG event okay. that they did um, a little bit ago? Yeah, the one in Berlin, and then yeah. like a year ago. I, I mean, I watched both of them, but practically, I've never felt like a battle royale is going to be the same sort of esport as League, Counter Strike, Overwatch, Rainbow Six Siege, even Hearthstone, StarCraft. All these because of the scope of it. And how much more it actually is down to what spawns in that house you go into. Uh, that's a completely different conversation. But Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's okay, though, if it's different. I think it's a good thing, actually, if it's different. I think it'll force innovation in the esports space in a different way. So okay, and yeah. I, think, I, I think that a lot of the Fortnite events that I've seen that are wildly different are incredibly entertaining. Um, so much so that I've been trying to cover it, and my YouTube channel flames me because they don't I don't know. I don't know why the league player base is so anti Fortnite or something, but they. Uh, uh, I think on. it's <laughs> league. It's all older people, and we don't like seeing. I don't know. Uh, I don't no, know. no. I think I think you're dead on. It's the same. It's the exact same reaction that StarCraft Two had to League. It's it's, it's literally like copying, sort of a defensiveness. The the big yeah. brother mentality. Hey, you're copying me now. Stop that. Yeah. No, no, no. Not like they're copying. It's oh. like oh, it's a flash in the pan. It's it's a thing for now. You know, like. It won't last. How many times have I heard that league's going to die already? Was it Overwatch? Was it that? And like they, they become very dismissive of, of other things. And like I, I can't believe how dismissive the league subreddit is to, to Fortnite. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a very popular game. It's kind of starting how League started with this new free to play game that anyone can run. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the exact same as League. And that's why you never had to be scared before, was because like, Overwatch wasn't threatening League because you had to pay like fifty dollars to play the game or whatever it was, and it didn't. It like it had a massive marketing budget behind it. Fortnite came out of nowhere, took everyone by storm. Free to play. A lot of the generation of new players is word of mouth hype and stuff. Like it's it's pretty similar, and that's why I think if you're a League fan who thinks that, if you do think Fortnite's cannibalizing League, then it is 
being afraid of. Yeah, I would agree. Well, thank you so much uh, for letting me come and yeah, uh, thank, say my piece. And thank you, Burger Bros. Uh, keep holding it down in Lawrence, Kansas. I, I will. <laughs> thank you. All right, moving on to the next caller. Yeah. Let's see. A couple other things. Uh, Code PR1 subbed. Uh, Slicky McDougal's subbed. Richie Dick 95 subbed. Uh, IX Spiritus XI reset for six months. Keep that primo content coming. Uh, Christabel, hi Julie, reset for nine months. Says hi. Uh, KH or QQ Conley subbed. Raymond 39 reset for seven months and says world's venues. I don't know. Sergeant Muffin Hammer, resub. So Brandon Carney Bard's Threshlight. Continue to love that person. Bart Sarsley yeah. with a sub. Uh, so much more. Nizzy 2, 2K11, or is it 2011? How do you want it pronounced? 2K11. 2011? You're a little muffled. 2K11. 2K11. Okay, I've turned you up all the way. Can you, uh, are you close Am to I your mic? now? Yeah, just go for that. Uh, what yeah. do you, where are you calling from? Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey, okay. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight, Nizzy? Um, it seems to be an issue in the NALCS how pros are getting a little shafted by their teams because their contracts don't have like some sort of clause or something in there that can protect them. But none of them seem to care about their contracts or care about the players association. So I don't see how they can really complain about getting shafted when they didn't care about their contract or the association that's supposed to help them defend themselves from these things. Uh, this is this is a, such an open and shut call for me. This is so easy. You, um, I don't know how Mark's going to feel about it, but it's so funny because that was my reaction, right? So uh, this stuff went down with Phoenix, and in the Reddit thread, actually, people were calling me out for, like, not covering the stuff enough or, like, demanding answers from other Echo Fox players about how Phoenix had been treated and stuff. And look, this shit in, like, 2013, 2014, even 2015, like, I got it. You know, like it, it sucked when teams were taking advantage of players. There was no infrastructure that would support them. Certainly the infrastructure is just coming into place now. And a lot of people are under like shitty old contracts, but like, I just don't, I don't have to, I, who I think generally very big players advocate, I just don't have very much pity now because I think a lot of this stuff is just, you know, like one, people should be talking about the agents because I think half the agents suck out there. You know, and they will pitch you in these shitty situations or they won't have your back or they'll just be looking. They're juggling like freaking half the LCS in, in some cases. And how good is the, the quality of service that you're going to get there? Um, and and two, you know, you you just have to be smart about this stuff. People can find legal representation, um, even if you don't have an agent like. Uh, the pros have been making enough that they could go figure out how to get a lawyer for a while to cover this stuff. Um, base salary like eighty thousand a year or something. It's up it? to seventy five. It's up to seventy five, but like the vast majority of them are making more than that. Yeah. So I don't know, Mark. You got anything? I pretty much agree. I think for Phoenix in particular, on on his point, like. He apparently, like, I, I understand the mentality of like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm not getting an offer and putting your phone down. Like if you watch the NFL draft or something, it's pretty frequent that like guys who are like dropping from what their projected thing was like freak out. And they're like, if they're at home and they're not actually like on, on the stage area, 
if they're at home, sometimes they like, they leave their house and they stop watching, they put their phone down, like let my agent handle it. Like I'm over this, like, fuck it. <laughs> like they get so nervous and maybe that's what Phoenix was feeling. And that's why he wasn't checking his phone proactively enough. But like at the same time, he did receive a message about it. Um, like, I don't think it was cool of the team to drop them off like six hours or whatever, 12 hours before the deadline. That, ju- that does seem awful, but like there was nothing built to prevent that at all for even from riot's side so yeah so i think it's the kind of thing where like you can expect all three to be better like i think riot should and probably will look at that um rule and be like all right that's not really fair that people can do this so they'll probably implement in, in the next rule set something spaced out more uh players can you know be more on top of checking your phone and also like you said the contract thing and businesses don't have to be scummy like there's plenty of times where people do go out of their way to help their players. And people have done that in the past. This is clearly not a time that that happened. All that said though, I I completely agree. Like I never get mad. Well, I shouldn't say I never get mad, but like I'm not upset for the most part when a business acts like a business, like businesses are extremely self-interested and will do anything that's not illegal (laughs) or against the rules of whatever they, their space they're occupying in to put themselves ahead. Like that's actually the expected behavior for me not what I would get upset about, even though it's sometimes morally dubious. Yeah. The only struggle there is that, and I, and that's my expectation too. It's just funny because the teams don't communicate that, right? The teams love to, and I've seen this time and time again with a variety of different owners, some still in the <laughs> some gone. They all like to say that they're all about the players, right? Like, Oh, I love these guys. Like I'm all about it. Like, uh, we're a very player-friendly organization, et cetera. I mean, Echo Fox admittedly has has said this or seems to be like this in the past. Um, but when push comes to shove, like that's not always the way it's going to go. And we don't, I guess we don't, we don't really know the the uh, both sides of the story, right? Like Echo right. Fox could uh, say, oh, we were working behind the scenes a ton. Like certainly with the Medios thing, there was a hundred thieves side and Medios side, and and uh, I I don't know where it, we ended up, but. I I don't know. I was just not I'm not sh- shocked because and, and maybe it's just because like the fan base is kind of naive on how teams actually operate and how where their interests are. And I and I think that the player I think it's just sort of like anyone surprised by this is probably just a little naive. Right. And then sometimes that's the players. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I've had multiple. Let's put it this way. I have had multiple players tell me that like they have a really good relationship with their owner and they trust the owner. Right. And so they'll say like, Oh yeah. Like I didn't go out and find out how much other people were making. Cause like oh, this person's not going to screw me. Um, and this is not just by the way, like a thing that's happened with players. I've had friends across the industry who have the ability to negotiate whether they're talent or they're a coach or they're somebody else, whatever. And uh, they just sort of put trust in and it's like, it's fine. I get that. But like at the end of the day, like they have their own motivations, you have yours. So, and, and I think also uh, was it a narrow, somebody in, in Twitch chat a second ago was saying, just drive the salaries up. Yes. So that's another thing, right? Like people will, I think this is part of the struggle too. Admittedly, this is where I think the players association should be helping. You have agents out there, and for them, it's just all about driving the salaries up. And that like a player who suddenly got their salary doubled, they're going to think their agent is killer. But like, what is actually in that contract? Have you signed away 
like the the Poe Belter horror story about him signing yeah, away his like that. likeness and that, all of his, that for Infinity to Winter Fox. I don't know if, how many people still remember that, but uh, like it's it's not just about the money and how much they can get you. Even though that feels really exciting, like well, I'm going to make twice as much. Um, it's it's about all this other stuff too. So I yeah. I don't know. Did, did Echo Fox like save any money by dropping those players though? Like did they like not have to pay them for the rest of this or something so it's hard it to say, depend we don't know their contracts but i would assume that when you drop a player you don't have to pay them right i think you can go uh, much like I, again this is me speaking out of ignorance because i don't know their contracts and I, I quite frankly i don't know what's in a lot of the lcs contracts because there's little to no transparency around that stuff but you know maybe there's a severance package associated with it maybe there's some sort of option uh, where the, you know if they get dropped they get some money on the on the downside of it or something i don't know but I don't know, Mark, if you have any take. I was going to say that also. Yeah, mostly that. Uh, the other thing I was going to throw in was also like the whole trusting people. And I think what a lot of people do is like they meet someone in like a high point or like when they're they're trending up. And that person's like seems nice and trustworthy. And then like it's when shit hits the fan that you see people's like real colors or whatever you want to say. And so like <laughs> I know a lot of people who have, when things are going well, rushed into things. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll figure this out later. Fine. You don't figure it out later. Things stop being fine. And then it gets really, really, really messy. And that's not even like an esports thing. That's that's a life thing that I've yeah, seen. Exactly. Destroy a lot of people. For instance, you know, I saw Mark. He was on the analyst desk, pulled him into a show at Yahoo, pulled him onto this show. The moment Mark uh, is not, you know, the Reddit audience turns against him, he doesn't, you know, his, his social following starts to fall. He's off the show, all right? He's only here because he's trending up. As soon as Omen drops this show, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm only here for for the Mark page. and I, this is all just a convenience thing. And that's how that's how the world works, by the way. This I don't is, know the last time I got lunch with Travis, actually. That's 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 the Once reaction. I moved, for some reason, once I moved it, we just both felt like we were too far away from each other. Or something. That's so tragic how L.A. is like, what, you're 15 minutes? Oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, because every 10 feet you walk, it creates another five minutes of commute. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's it's it's hard, uh, Nizzy, to have too much of a discussion around this stuff because uh, and, and your take is we just I think Mark and I just kind of agree with it. It's, it's kind of everybody's fault <laughs> and thus no one should be shocked. So, yeah. I don't know if you have, if you have any final thoughts before we send you back to New Jersey. Yeah, uh, players got it. Just, like give a shit if yep. you want to not get screwed. Yep, I agree. Yep. Right. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye. Are we are we shelling out? Are we doing another one? Oh, good call. Uh, well, we're not shelling out. Instead, we're talking about an amazing partner. All right, a partner amazing opportunity for viewers. It's it's truly is an opportunity. This to listen to this conversation. Uh, it's a conversation we're going to have about Omen by HP, our sponsor for the show. We appreciate their support so much. They've been around for, with us for quite some time as well. Uh, I think we're right around like eight, six, seven, eight months since the start of the this year, is, basically. This is like the longest sponsorship I've ever seen, I think. Yeah. Esports e sponsorships, they churn a lot. Uh, these guys, uh, we've been working with them for a while. So I, I just want to say thank you to them for their uh, support of the show. Uh, one thing that they announced, I believe it was today. Let me take a look. I'll, I'll link this in the Twitch chat for you guys. And, and uh, if you're watching the VOD, 
I saw uh, a bunch of stuff on Twitter today. Yeah, they uh, they announced uh, Omen Squad, which is an initiative to uh, work with some streamers across across the scene of various sizes. Uh, some of you may know. Uh, I'm go ahead and put their their link there, announcing it in the Twitch chat. Some of you may know uh, some of the folks that are a part of this. Um, there's some league streamer, Scarzard, who used to work at Riot and does a bunch of stuff. He's a friend of uh, Mark and I. He's on there, um, as well as some some other folks. Um, so that's their new thing. They've got 14 new streamers that are a part of this program. And uh, it's just kind of cool to see them working. You know, a lot of similar to what they do with this show. Like, we're not a Riot Games, um, but they work with us anyway. Uh, because they want to support our uh, our show here. Let me see if I can. There we go. Here's their tweet. Um, uh, they want to support what we're doing. And I think it's cool to see them supporting, uh, you know, not just big names in the space, but also uh, some names of people that are working on growing their stream that are not Ninja. Uh, and it's kind of cool to see that. Um, so anyway, really appreciate their support of us um, and also of, of the rest of the community. If you want to support us, you can go say hi to them on Twitter at Omen by HP. Reply or retweet or like the the tweet that I just dropped into to chat there, um, and tell them that you appreciate their support of the show. And uh, really, I mean, I, we all appreciate those guys. So yeah, and if if ten people don't reply to that tweet, they appreciate Omen. Then we're gonna pause the show until that happens. Yeah. So go out there and do that. All right, we're going to assume you guys all did, and we'll move on. But thanks again to I'll Omen check again HP in minutes. for their sponsorship. Mark, you want to go find a new new friend? Yep. All right. Schleppard reset for seven months. He says, it's about time you listen to Doublelift and continue to not give us BTTV emotes. I will. Little Kosh, a reset for four months. Four months of quality content. Thanks for all the work, hard work, Travis and Mark. Roaming 21, Jordan at eight months, It's Lost 62, just wrote big meme, Rye 90, Gillipete, Boba Color gifted a sub to Joker Can't Spell. And we have our next caller, who is Kaluak. How's it going, Kaluak? It's going pretty well. How are you? Pretty good. Where are you calling from? I'm, you're not going to believe this, but I'm calling from Lawrence, Kansas. Lawrence, Kansas? Yeah. The, I know how that caller to before me was from Lawrence. We have two. How, okay, I'm looking up how big the city is right now. Uh, I mean, it's the home of the Jayhawks, you know, Kansas University. Yeah, my grandfather is from as a Jayhawks fan because he graduated from Kansas University. Okay, so there's approximately 95,000 people there. It's not that small yeah. of a city, yeah. but it's not that it's not that big. It's kind of crazy yeah, to get yeah. two back to back or not almost back to back. So. Yeah. Kaluuk, what do you want to talk to us about on the show tonight? Yeah, so I kind of put this into the chat, but how does somebody become a coach for an esport? Do they have to be an ex-pro player? Do they have to know the owners? Like, I feel like there's plenty of good potential coaches out there, and maybe even some from you know traditional sports, but they just you know can't get into the scene because how are you going to rate a coach? Great, yeah. great topic. Uh, we just lost. <laughs> It's a Mark topic, and he yawns at the beginning of this. So I don't know if that means that it's he's... just my rifle wearing off from earlier in the day. It has yeah. nothing to do with the topic. I pulled this because obviously I'm interested to talk about it. And good timing too, since it seems like NALCS needs some coaches because they're firing all the ones that exist in it. So, uh, Mark, 
take it away because you used to be a coach. Right. So I not only was a coach who got hired with no previous connections, but I also hired a bunch of people with similar setup. And the reality is that you need to be very dil- diligent and like following all the team's Twitter accounts and stuff like that, finding their business emails. And you have to be very persistent uh, in like reaching out to them. And then what you really need is a good quote unquote, good body of work to like represent yourself to them, much like an application to any other job. You need a good resume portfolio in particular. And like for me, my portfolio was like, I love CLGEU. So I did some really detailed scouting reports for CLGEU, sent them to them. They never really got back to me about that. Like Yellow Pete responded one time. Uh, but then when TL, or it was cursed at the time, announced that they were doing player tryouts, I sent Steve an email asking if they're doing coaching staff tryouts or anything like that. And he brought me on as an analyst because I had all this like work I had previously done on CLGEU that I just sent him. And that was enough to like get my foot in the door. And then I worked really hard from there. And that's a lot of, I think what it is, is if you have a, a nice body of work and you send it to somebody and you're able to get their attention, you'll probably get some kind of shot online or something. And through that, you can kind of prove yourself and work your way up the ladder. Um, and I think that's how a lot of people do it. If you're obviously, if you're an ex-pro player, that's a much easier way to get your name out there and get people's attention. Um, some people have done from collegiate coaches. So uh, CLG Academy's coach, Matthew Perez, he was a high-rated player for a little while, started coaching at uh, collegiate and then started coaching in academy. He looks uh, like Hotshot. What? No, he doesn't. He looks like Hotshot GG Jr. Travis... You're white. You know, like white people. We don't anyway, all look the same. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. But he yeah. Does. Anyways, Gabriel Zoltan Johan or Invert, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he is another guy who got his start in, in collegiate uh, before going uh, into academy. So there's a lot of routes now compared to back in the day where you're just hoping that uh, someone would, for the love of God, notice you. And there was like when I started, I was one of the first Western live-in analysts. Like I think. I might have been the first because there was a, yeah, anyways, back in the day, there was, there was no, there was no like market for it. Now it's pretty standard. I have one suggestion. Um, I'm looking right now. What? Oh, at the pictures of him? Yeah. He doesn't look like hotshot at all, bro. It's uh, universally agreed upon that he looks like hotshot. I have one suggestion though on how not to get a coaching job. Do not, do not message me if you want a coaching job because this has actually <laughs> happened quite a bit. People will message me and say, Hey, I saw you interviewed probably this happened this week. Saw you interviewed probably. I want to coach for him. Please tell him that. And then I'm like, well, I'm not going to, I just like that conversation. How does that conversation go? Hi, this random person DM'd me and wants to coach for you. And he'll be like, thanks, but let's just don't, I can't help with that. But yeah, I mean, I think it goes with, you know, we, we get calls all the time about, it's great that we had somebody who can call who wants to call in and, and talk about coaching and how to get a job there uh, because we've got Mark on the show. But I think generally speaking, a lot of it is just like be persistent, like if with any job in esports, be persistent, keep your eye out for opportunities, develop a body of work. Even if you are not working with anyone, like create basically essentially a portfolio of like, here's, you know, the studies that I've done on these teams and, and scouting reports or, uh, you know, drafts or, or insight that I have. Um, if you are a writer, you write some stuff. If you want to do hosting, if you want to produce it, like you just create the video stuff. Um, it's the same sort of thing with all that, you know, just, it's a lot of like, 
be persistent and make sure you have something concrete that you can show people. Yeah, and definitely don't try and use Travis. No one <laughs> respects his opinion on game knowledge. And so like, if true. Travis is vouching for you, it's actually probably working against you. Kaluak, does that answer yeah. your question? That is perfect. Very good. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, no worries. All right, moving along to the next caller. I want to shout out to Bubble Color, who gifted a sub to Joker Can't Spell. Bubble Color gifted a sub to Joe Champ. Berserker reset for four months and says, I, I Travis, believe TSM won't make it to Worlds. We're banned from talking about TSM on the show for a little bit. Bubble Color gifted a sub to Matei. Thank you, Bubble Color, for all the gifts. And Esports Law. Or is it Esports Slaw? I don't know which one. Uh, they sent a Twitch Prime sub, so thank you so much. Esports Express or Esports Express? Chris is on the show. Chris, what a easy name. Such an easy name. What, where are you calling from? Oh, you've been on the show before. I was on the show once before. Where are you calling from? Uh, Remind me. Uh, State College. Where? State, State College, College PA. Okay. Oh, yeah. not PA. It already it sounds like PA. we're... It is PA, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. State College sounds like a, like it's... Such a generic name. Yes. It's very confusing. Anyway. It sounds like a meme. Like someone would say like, you know, like college on like those shirts that oh yeah 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 that's what it sounds like i live in state college chris what do you want to talk about i'm talking about teams that are looking to make playoffs like flyquest and optic that are performing very well because not because they're very good mechanically but they have good macro and they have really good team cohesion but in north america that's not good enough to get them to win the split and that's why any teams are good mechanically are going to go to Worlds and be bad at Worlds because they don't have good team cohesion in macro. Mark? Um, I pretty much... I don't know if their macro is better than the other teams, but I, I largely agree that I don't think there's any real chance for Optic or FlyQuest to... to Maybe they can p- turn an upset in quarters, but I don't think they'll... they'll uh, get past that i don't think there's any chance those teams make finals even though everything has been so inconsistent this split i mean it wasn't only and it wasn't until recently mark, mark are you distracted by twitch no i'm listening to you it wasn't until recently that it was more consistent the top three teams solidified themselves or whatever and even yeah. then it's only like top two because echo fox is tanking since god coach and narrow left yeah so i mean that's i that's my question is like me is it is it can we really count these guys out in playoffs? Because I think it, this split has been anything but predictable. And so having crazy upsets in the playoffs would just be a continuation of it, even though I know we're switching from a best of one format to a best of five. Well, so, one th- you go ahead. Well, I would say one thing I did mention was that I think that the problems with macro versus mechanics is that teams who have players who can just have the super high points in mechanics like Sunday where he can just solo carry a game no matter how well the enemy team has been playing as like a team. You have those games and the teams with good mechanical players, like someday, even though the other team may have a good game cohesion, someday just going to win that game for 100 Thieves no matter what happens. So it, it's kind of funny and maybe a little counterintuitive because usually what people say is like, as, the game, as you get into playoffs, the game slow down and like people... It's like this effect that, like, as stakes get higher, the game gets, quote-unquote, slower for the most part. Like, in scrims, everyone's fucking crazy. It's nonstop action. 
you get on stage, suddenly everyone's a lot more calmer and you get to playoffs and everyone's like a lot more like thoughtful about the plays they're going for. Um, and so you would think in a, in a, in a setting like that, that macro would become more important. And in the case it does, but that random stuff, if you have weak, quote unquote, weak mechanical players or like laners or whatever you want to call it, that also gets exacerbated because you're just in like more laning situations. So over the course of a five game series, like in a best of one, you can like get lucky, get a lead. Something happens, you have a good level one, and then you can use your good macro from there. But if you don't have like a PowerPoint on the map that you can usually use to try and like build your leads, it becomes really hard to like reliably win a, uh, a best of five, unless like you really are that much better than the other teams at macro. And I don't think FlyQuest and Optic are that much better than TL, if at all, or 100 Thieves for that matter. So should Optic and FlyQuest fans just feel sad? No, I think that they like they still have a chance. I just I just don't if they win, it will be because you get these like long, grindy 40 minute games where they out macro their opponents to victory in a best of five. Like I think Optic having their like weird cheesy picks quote unquote cheesy picks, experimental picks will be what, what gets them wins. Not, and maybe those picks lead to macro, like the Yorick pick obviously is weird. And then like at some point it becomes a four one that you have to like hard four one on. And then like technically that is their macro that's, that's winning them the game, but I would still put it more on the Yorick pick or whatever the, the pick is that they're doing it with than the macro. Uh, and so in that sense, like if optic wins and upsets somebody, I wouldn't say it's macro. I would say they had an interesting read on the meta or something. Hmm. Chances that they can do they have a better chance in Gauntlet? Uh yes. And I think the reason would be any team that like wants to get to worlds and like get shit on in playoffs or something, some sometimes they come into the, the gauntlet with a bad mindset. So like if Hundred Thieves somehow get like knocked out in semis and have to play the third, fourth match or something, because like Echo Fox tore the, them a new one and then like I don't know, something like that happens, who knows? Like I could see that leading to a situation where like those guys go mental boom. So like I think Gauntlet has more mental boom situations. Yeah. Than, than playoffs. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like even even uh when I was there, TL in season five, like we got third both times in a row. But like by the time Gauntlet had rolled around, like C9 got really, really hot and we were really, really cold, and they just smashed us and everyone else in the gauntlet, even though I'd say player strength wise, we were way better than them. Yeah. Does that answer your question, uh, Chris? Yeah, and one thing I was also saying was that I think that because of the way that playoffs works, where you have teams withdrawing more pressure lanes with mechanics because you have more games to play, that because those teams win compared to teams that have better macro, and they teams do better worlds because other teams also have those good mechanical players. So you no longer win games based off mechanics. You have to win them off macro and other teams have better macro. I, I would somewhat agree with that. I think uh, it's it's a combination of both. Like if you're a team like TSM, let's say, in the older days, and they're reactive and they get to worlds, and like the the people that they're trying to punish on plays are suddenly much better. Like your attempt to punish them, they don't make as many misplays and that that kind of stuff. So I think it gets a lot into like just play styles. When you TSM, I was actually thinking 2016 TSM, where like they won because they were super aggressive and good in lane. And then they go to worlds and everyone's just as good as them. So they don't get the leads that they're used to getting. 
yeah that that happens too like it, it can really depend on on like what strengths you're, you're talking about like yeah obviously double lift at worlds wasn't smashing everybody in lane but they had a lot of games where they went mid to late even or ahead yeah. and couldn't close out so that one macro as well song. here's yeah. my prediction i think we're gonna get a cinderella story this year in north america Oh, baby. I think that a team that is not Echo Fox, TSM, oh, may, I don't know, maybe it is Echo Fox looking really weak or whatever, but uh, that's not Team Liquid, 100 Thieves, you know, one of the, the usual suspects will make it through, probably through Gauntlet, and then everyone will expect them to be the worst performing North American team at Worlds, and they will somehow make it to at least quarters, maybe. Semis. NA Misfits? Yes, exactly. NA Misfits. That's exactly who I was thinking about. Because it just feels like the ultimate story for what the split was and what this year was in North America to have something really weird like that happen. So so give me the team that you think it's going to be because you called the scenario. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. It's, it's no, one, no, of these this, ran- this is- one of these rando teams. Right. Yeah, I know, I know that, but you know, like it's like Vegas, how you can like do that side bet. So like you have your main bet, which is that this is going to happen, oh. and then your your side bet is like for twenty x points, call your call your shot kind of thing. But you only need to put one dollar down on it. Golden you know what I'm talking about? No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just in Vegas and I lost a lot of money. Not a lot of money. I lost all the money that I gambled at any given point in time because my luck was so bad. So now I'm really worried about testing the luck. Um, there's no luck in predictions, Travis. Uh, there's maybe some luck in picking one <laughs> of these teams to go well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think the the big the the options right now are probably Optic, FlyQuest, or Clutch. Would you not include Echo Fox in there? Yeah, because like I think if right I can't now- include Echo Fox, I'm just concerned that like they've looked good this year, and so they don't they don't they won't have as much of an underdog story. It's not quite as underdoggy as you're talking about with how C9 looks, though. Like, I could very easily see the favorites by the end of playoffs being C9, 100 Thieves, and TL to go to Worlds or something. Yeah. I could see FlyQuest being that. What about TSM? Well, he said TSM doesn't count because they're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they've been to every to single Worlds. I want this yeah, to be a team so that shows up no one time. expects. I know. I want to say TSM. They have best in the West. It's got to be like the true underdog story, which I think means it's either Optic or FlyQuest. I'm going to go with Optic. Okay. We'll go with FlyQuest then. We'll see. Yeah. Twitch chat, not happy with this conversation. Anyway, thank you uh, so much, Chris, for the call. No problem. Grabbing another caller. Wanna shout out Kuluak for the hundred bits. Tony Tiger eighty seven reset for two months and says happy to help Gafford Industries. Thank you for the support. Uh, looks like Dex Factor seven 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 is on the show. How you doing, Dex Factor seven seven seven? Oh, you were really quiet. What is up with all the quiet yeah, you, callers? You were you were better in the waiting room. I thought. Did you move away from your microphone? A little bit. Yeah. Can you get closer? Give me just a sec. Okay. Is that better? Uh, a little, little bit. bit. Can you go a little bit further? Can you put the microphone inside your mouth? No, please don't. <laughs> Is that better? Yes. Yeah. Just speak loudly. Okay. No problem. Okay. This is about as good as we're going to get, so go for it. Oh, first off, where are you from? 
I'm from Hutchinson, Kansas. Hutchinson, Kansas. What is up with the Kansas callers tonight? I do not know. <laughs> I don't know either. Dex Factor 777, what do you want to talk about? Okay, uh, I had two things that I put. Uh, the first thing is TSM will not make playoffs, and in turn, because of that, two teams will make quarterfinals at Worlds. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's break this down. This is an ambitious call that you've 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 started. Um, mm -hmm. It's great because on the show, the Twitch chat reacts one of two ways. Somebody calls in, gives reasonable thought and and take, and people say, "Well, oh, this all these callers are boring." Then someone like you calls in, says something like this, and everyone's like, "What a joke! Hang up! Whatever! These callers suck." I'm glad that you're you're bringing a little variety. Um, Mark, how hard is it for TSM not to make playoffs this weekend? Uh, it's actually relatively likely. It's likely they won't make playoffs. So basically, the number that everyone's looking at is nine win. Um, to like, so a nine win team thus far has never missed playoffs. Okay. Some eight and ten teams have made it before, but it, it's never happened before where someone's got nine wins and they've missed. Right now, TSM is at. Eight wins, and what's interesting is they play Optic, a team that is also at eight wins, and then both of those teams play either TSM or Team, or, or excuse me, Hundred Thieves or TL, I think. Okay. So mm -hmm. both those teams play each other, and then then play one of the one or, or two teams. So, so it's very likely that whoever wins that direct matchup first each other will then lose their other one. The other guy will lose theirs, and then whoever won that direct matchup goes to um, playoffs. There's a lot of situations that can happen. But it's basically going to come down to that one game, uh, or most likely to come down to that one game. And you think that there's a good chance that TSM loses to Optic? Just based off how they've looked, how sometimes PoE gets the better of Bjergsen. Everyone joked about him being his kryptonite. That's true. I think like TSM is going to be playing like really strung out. You know, like this is the fucking game that will mm -hmm. decide their whole year potentially. Like that's a lot of weight on their shoulders. And Optic, while it's the same story for them, they don't have the expectations behind them. So I think. This is a potential game where like Optic can just like murder the TSM. Can base. can TSM make it into Gauntlet if they? Nope. Oh, I they missed out on that. Why my strong stance? I don't yeah. know. Maybe it was my little mini vacation or something, but I don't know. I can't believe I missed out on. Uh, yeah. So if people Christmas. don't know, you only get ten points for making quarters in spring. That's as far as TSM got, and so whoever makes quarters in summer gets thirty points. And so if new teams make it like FlyQuest, like Optic, they will have more points than TSM would have had. Mm -hmm. and TSM gets knocked out of the gauntlet instantly. Yep. Right. And, and, and Optic ahead. already owns the uh, one win over right. TSM this year. So, so if they 2-0, even if they both end 9-9, nine and nine, Optic will win that tiebreaker and not even have to go to a game. Yep. So there's... <sighs> It's not looking great for TSM if they lose to Optic. And especially how good Optic has been lo looking, at least in early mid-game. Yeah, they've lost games here and there. But uh, they just seem like they're more willing to take chances and plays, uh, even though they may not be like 70 or 80% plays, where that's usually where TSM kind of comes in and does. TSM, like you said earlier, has been 
been playing with the expectation of that they're going to make playoffs, that they're going to they're going to go to Worlds, and so that has been kind of holding them back. And yeah, they beat they beat last week uh, CLG, who has been struggling and not been looking good, so not that great of a win there. And then the weird wild game against Hundred Thieves, but I think it was more Hundred Thieves losing that game than TSM actually winning that game. Yeah. And Optic being more aggressive and more willing to take chances and risk, yeah, it could blow up in their face, but I think they're gonna play with more uh more chance to win out of that. Right. I think it's the kind of thing where like with TSM's history, it's hard to feel like, oh, this is a really big game, they'll definitely make playoffs. But like if you turn the nameplates off, I like what Optic like if you turn like I didn't know who either of these teams were. I like what Optic tries to do more than what TSM tries to do. Mm-hmm. So Dex Factor, what do you think the odds? What odds would you give? Like just with you, in your personal opinion, what odds would you give TSM versus Optic? Um, I would say seventy thirty Optic favored. Okay. Okay. So that's not that str- like you called in saying, but. There's like a pretty good chance in your mind TSM wins that. Uh, well, I, I, I 70%. I mean, that that's a pretty heavy weighted in my opinion. Yeah, I agree this is heavily like weighted, but it's a 95% chance that that Optics going to win, but There we go. I like that. That's much better. Let's go with 95%. <laughs> Thanks Dex Factor for the 95%. Needed that for the YouTube title. Uh, Mark, what is what odds do you give those teams? I would say f- around 50-50. Okay. It's a coin So, flip. like, yeah, and part of that, like I said, is probably my bias and just, like, sometimes I think TSM just wins sh- shit sometimes. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 70-30 is basically a coin flip. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, and then, Dex Factor, you somehow think that TSM not making it will allow two teams to go to quarters? From uh, yeah. Uh, it just... Because, Are you part like, of the... Like if if Parth was on the show, would he be telling you to go write an essay right now? Are you one of those folks that think that like TSM holds TSM NA holds. back at Worlds? No, it, it's not necessarily that. It just seems like every year that that they have went in looking like one of the best, if not the best team, and so they again have a lot of those expectations on them. And that they're going to do well. They're going to get quarters or uh, they're even going to hit semis this year. Man, NA is going to look great. And it's just because they take all that that you have the week two memes. And that's why C9 has been one of the ones that have been able to go far, been able to make semis a few years here and there because they go in oh they're third place. Oh, they're not going to do anything. Oh, no one really cares about C9. And oh, wait. They're the only NA team making quarters. Yeah. And so you have Team Liquid, who has never been there, even though some of the players have. So you have a world's experience on them, which is going to be great. And I know you had that with Immortals last year, but I think the Immortals last year compared to Team Liquid this year is better. And then most likely 100 Thieves, again, world's experience uh, on several of the players. And again, they're a new they're a new organization, so the expectations aren't really there on them. And even if they don't, I mean, even Optic has a chance, possibly if they make a great gauntlet run. I don't really see that happening. Echo Fox, I, I just don't see them making through gauntlet just because they've been looking so shaky. But they could, 
and, and even FlyQuest. I mean, they, they all have huge positives and, and things like that, that they won't go in having those huge expectations that TSM has had every single year. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much I want to put on the TSM uh, part, but yeah, I, I think uh, the problem is that sounds gr- all good, and and it's like yeah, well, TSM they always flop, and so them not, but then I, you just have to like that if you set aside that, you don't think about it. You just think about how NA has looked this year. <laughs> you, oh, I agree. You look at the crazy roster changes. You look at like a really unstable summer split. It's hard to have much confidence there. So unless somehow TSM not making it makes out all these other teams better in a way that like you know because they look kind of not good right now, somehow they're like TSM not it gives these other guys like a buff, um, and maybe that's that expectations will be low or whatever. I, I just I don't I don't know if I'm I'm gonna follow through with you on that. Well, TSM is not gonna go, so two will make quarters. It was supposed to be a hot take, so no, no, it is a hot take, and I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, no, it. I like it. I like it. And uh, you'll have a chance to bring this up, and everyone will shit on TSM when TSM doesn't make it to Worlds, and then we've got hundred thieves and Team Liquid in the the semifinals battling out to see who goes to finals. Uh, Dex Factor, so, thank you so much for your call. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate yeah. it. Have a good one. Right. Hey Matt, I got something for you, and one of these callers was talking about it. All right. Who? What? You got something for me? Oh, he left. Can you guys all do me a favor? Can you? All tweet because Kelby, we you know we all would have loved to have Kelby on the show. I'm putting Kelby's Twitter in the, the chat right now. Why he's not here? And I want you guys all to click that and tweet at him and say Dota sucks. Come on, Hotline League. No, Just- no, no, no. You you got to neg him. It's the opposite with Kelby. You got to say thanks for having a bad taste in games. Hotline League has been much better since you're gone. Okay, suppose tweet at him one of those two things. One of the two. Yep. Maybe maybe the mixed signal's the good way to go. Tom Shu to is on the show. Tom Shu, where are you calling from? Uh hi, how you guys doing? Pretty I'm good. From, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh from uh, Hampton Roads, Virginia. Hampton Roads, Virginia. We got a lot of like East Coast folks. Uh East Coast. Yeah, Midwest. it's like midnight here. Yeah. <laughs> uh well, thanks for being up. Where, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, so I want to talk about uh, this is probably more of a Mark Z specific question. Um, okay, I want to I'm talk about uh, NA Academy League going on right now. Of course, you guys probably already know that you know NA Academy playoffs are going on this Thursday, right? Yeah, just so everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're I'm letting a, you're letting Twitch that. chat know. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, just so Twitch chat knows. And it's and Thursday and Friday. Right? Heads up, Jesus. Yeah, of course, just so you guys know. I mean, yeah, you're totally casting, but yeah, you get it. But uh, just so you know, I like to consider myself one of uh, a pretty big NA talent shill. Like, I watch the NA Academy games. I'm the guy that posts the, the, you know, the post-match threads on Reddit, even if they get, like, five comments. And I still consider it pretty important that we yeah. develop our talent because I'm of the solid belief that even as long as we keep importing players like this, that we're never going to get anywhere in, in terms of like internationally like competing because we need players that are going to be coming here and that are motivated to improve and like push these imports or these already, already um, what's it called? These already established NA players and get them to improve as much as they can. But now let me just fast forward a little bit. 
So let's go past worlds because I can already tell we're gonna fail this world. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. I'm just being honest. Like maybe C9 will get to quarters or something like that, but that's pretty much it. So let's move on to next split and let's talk about some of these players that are playing in any academy right now and talk about. I want to talk about some of these players and who do you let's say Mark Z? Who do you think is going to potentially earn their way to a starting LCS spot next split. I can think of a couple other There's people a really like, great my head. NA yeah. native talent on Clutch Gaming. It's an 80 mm -hmm. carry. Made an appearance briefly in LCS this split. <laughs> really would like to see that guy come up. Oh yeah, he is absolutely talented. I heard he's kind of not really good of a team player, mm. but they say his mechanical skill is just absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to unpack in here one i appreciate that you try and your best to give like the the academy players like the same spotlight or whatever the lcs players get i actually think that's really underrated uh and you. and very important to a scene feeling like legitimate is that that you see that kind of stuff uh for the academy stuff I think um, there's been a couple names that people have heard kicked around. Like, it's actually, I personally think it's really cool in the academy scene. Like, if you do follow it, I know for a lot of people, they don't have the time to follow it that closely. But if you do, I think it's really cool to watch the progression of a player who starts there and then, like, eventually makes their way into the LCS. Like, I thought what happened with the old E United guys between uh -huh. definitely Matt or definitely Zazel and Licorice, oh, all yeah. kind of finding their come up at different times on different teams and stuff was actually like, one of the coolest things I've seen in the league scene, because like they came out on this team, no one knew who they were for the most part. They did really well, uh, but they had other guys who were like the primary carries on the team. They all started taking on a bigger workload and then they all got different opportunities at different times. Now, no surprise, all three of them are in the LCS and all of them are actually amongst the top in their position. Like Licorice is like one, two mm -hmm. in, in top laners with someday basically and was last split with Huni for the most part. You have Deftly, who has the K highest KDA and for the most part looks really good. Uh, Zazel is the, the latest one onto the scene. And he went through some rough times with the rest of the Academy guys, or with the rest yeah. of C9. But now they're, they're starting to stabilize and do really well. So, like, I think that stuff is really cool. And I guess that's what you're asking with this question. is like, who's going to be the next batch of, like, Academy pros doing that? Exactly. And even, even let's uh, bounce off what you just said. Like, even you can even see it in, like, more recent stuff. Because... You know CLG Academy, right? And they've been together for like two years right now, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and I remember seeing them at the beginning because, you know, when Academy League first, off, first started off and they were going like 0-5 and, and I'm like, oh my God, they've been together a year and these guys still suck? Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then and now we actually get to this point and now they're like 11-7 and 7 and pulling off some of these absolutely clean macro plays. And I'm like, oh my god, I've actually got to see this team like grow and develop and like go from like zag and fill and autofill are just like popping off. And I'm like, wow, it's actually really cool to see. Is it because yeah. their coach looks like Hotshot GG? I'm trying to get their coach uh, on here right now, but Matt's being a, a dum dum. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he's not joining. Uh, but I would say so there's a couple of teams that are interesting to me because it feels like they're doing well based off their synergy. Like, I feel that way about Team Liquid a little bit, where, like, yes, Viper is, like, a very carry-oriented player, uh, and maybe he can be the next Licorice, but, like, even Licorice played, like, a lot of Maokai and stuff sometimes. Um, yeah, he, I, yeah, I think his, I mean, they do target ban his Riven a lot, and that does open up a little bit for 
you know, pick phase. Yeah, so I, I think uh, I would like to see what happens with him. I just moved Matthew Perez. No, oh, mic no, check. No, he just moved me. Hey, hello, Hotshot GG Junior. Welcome uh, to the show, Matt. Do you think you <laughs> do you think you look like Hotshot at all? No, I, don't I think, think so it's just because we have semi same facial hair and we had the same haircut. That's the only reason why. Yeah, I linked a picture of him in the Twitch chat. Right, let me oh, see. This. That's not even what the. That and is that you. A lot like hot I don't even have long hair anymore. I cut it all. But that is you. That is me, but I don't look like George. Not at all. Uh, I don't know. It's the chin, maybe. Uh, I think it's just because we have long hair. Anyways, for people who don't know, this is the CLG Academy coach. Hi, I, I do stuff. So... You brought, you brought up in here, Mark. Now you handle this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm in the middle of saying that, like, I feel like there's a, a whole, like, a couple teams that have players that are like, like, good, but mm -hmm. not standout uh, players necessarily. So I was saying a little bit on TLA. Like I was saying, Viper has some pop off games, but it doesn't quite feel mm -hmm. like that. They feel like it's just a really good unit. But I'm not like, yeah, get Shoryu, get Joey. He's the next guy. And I was gonna say I feel somewhat the same way with the FlyQuest Academy guys, like. Back when it was JJ, Airy, and No. I always like JJ a little bit more. He, of mm -hmm. course, ends up being the one that moves up. But they kind of have that feeling to me. And I was about to say, sadly, the CLG Academy guys, minus Wiggly, have that feel to me a little bit. We're like, they're all obviously really good players. But I'm not quite sure they're like the next up-and-comers uh, of pro scene. So I don't know if Matt has different thoughts. I think Otto might be the, the second guy on that team that I would, I would really? show up for. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I think yeah, my players good. are... Uh... I think they've been progressing pretty well, and I think uh, definitely in the top lane, my top laner personally has been doing. Fallen Band has popped off way. I, I think he, he he's definitely surpassed uh, my expectations because I had nothing um, when I joined the team. I had like no clue who he was. I had like no information on what type of player he was. So when I joined, it impressed me a lot. He has really good communication skills, and that's like what you need out of a top laner. That's like normally the hardest thing to teach a top laner is just how to like communicate properly all right so, so minus minus your own team because it's you're biased oh yeah yeah. obviously i'm biased yeah. so you don't, don't really count me but uh the whole viper thing i think viper's not bad but tla definitely plays around him really hard so uh i i like to see him in a setting where he's not camped 24 7 and see how he does i think vulcan actually is a pretty yeah. good support vulcan mm -hmm. that's is, a I good one very good I think Vulcan's the one everyone has their eye on as like the next likeliest to move up. Yeah. Uh, so so outside of him, because he feels like a bit of like the expected one, is there anyone else who you think is next split by the time contracts are signed will find himself on an LCS roster? Uh, mm -hmm. Where's even the roster list at? I'm trying to think. There's no one that comes to mind immediately. I think the problem is that uh, most of the teams don't actually like utilize their academy teams or like practice with them or try to like breed them which is like a problem wait what's that last word uh wait, what what was that i said i feel like the the main teams don't actually try to like breed their academy teams to their fullest potential it's just kind of like that's hot it's like is there yeah, another term for that oh whatever they don't uh train them or utilize them to the fullest is what i'd say what about uh, C9, since they've done the most incorporation? C9, mm -hmm. Yes, C9's definitely done the most, and they're the forerunners on it. Uh, C9's done a good job, because I'm pretty sure they scrim with their main teams pretty often. 
And I'm not too sure if that's the same for all the other academy teams. I'm assuming it's not. And they feel the need not to scrim them because it's a waste of time. And they'd rather just focus on the current like season and stuff like that. So I feel like in the offseason, there should be some kind of like camp or something where they just uh, they all train mean. the academy. Yeah, like, like a camp for the academy players to mm -hmm. actually like train them to become LCS. Ready. In Korea? Nah, nah, you don't have to go to Korea. No. <laughs> pitch, pitch your org on it, dude. Make it the CLG training camp and you get all the academy guys. Like, uh, make the what, starters do that. What were you guys saying? 100 Thieves, Levi? I feel like... Mm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, what about, like, t would you think Shiro would be ready to move up? Or, like... That's no. I don't think Shiro's ready. Really? Why not? Yeah. I think Shiro looks good because he's on Cloud9. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I also don't think he is a standout top laner. I think he just looks good because his team is very good. So I don't know. I don't know. I've I, seen some solid tanking carry games from him. He's definitely better than uh, most of the top laners, but I don't think he's LCS ready. And he's definitely not going to be taking Laker's spot anytime soon. Yeah, Laker's I was thinking good. a different team would like try and pick him up. Uh, right now, if I think about all the teams that would need a top laner, I don't think he would uh, be any better than any of the top laners. So there's like no point in trying to pick him up. Yeah, interesting. Final question: I've been shelling out Palafox. Well, I did it a lot more when they were Ooh. when they were yeah. six and two, and then they went on this massive fucking tank. And now I don't know where to sit on him because initially I was like, this dude looks good, and he's he's like pretty inexperienced. And he says, his first year in competitive, but now I'm like, so okay. what are your thoughts on him? That's a good one. I actually think Palafox is pretty good. Um, I think he just needs a better team, in my opinion, because you can't soul carry anymore. And from the way I've seen his gameplay, he can play anchors mid. He can play like really good control mage styles. He can play LeBlanc, like assassins and stuff like that. And he plays them to like a pretty good degree. I think. Palafox with a little more uh, push could actually be pretty good. Okay. All right, guys. Good to know. We've been talking about Academy. We've literally lost viewers. Wait, wait, wait. I got one last question, please. We haven't lost viewers? Yeah, we, we did. We lost a little bit. No, How no, no. We no we I, we're at 970 right we were, now. We were, oh, mine says 946. It's fallen. I, I, we're... Mine says 970, Travis. I think you just hate Academy. Travis, yeah. your That's negative weird. attitude is reflecting on your internet. That's unreal, Travis. That's how negative you are. <laughs> What's the final top question? Wait, wait, wait. Will, will, will Mike Young ever make it back to the LCS? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, That's feeling... It's feeling a little bit like that uh, shady... Yeah. Shady's feeling a little bit... Like, there's some guys who, like, instantly catapult into the LCS all out. That's how I, it's feeling. Personally, for me, I don't think it matters if they switch out... Greg or Mike Young. I think Greg is okay and he just kind of like does what he has to do. But mm -hmm. he's not standout-ish and I think if you switch in Mike Young, you're not going to get anything better. He's more of a carry style jungler. So Mike Young's pulling in Inori and just going from hot stuff to not there at all? I mean, that's normally what happens when rookies come in. They do what they think is like solo queue-ish and then teams figure out what they do, shut them down real hard and then they just don't look good anymore. Are we going to get Moon back? Uh, Galen. I don't think so. Oh. Ooh. Ouch. Not right now. That's sad, dude. I love I love Moon. I love yeah, Galen too, nice. but uh and, and he's pretty smart and he's nice, but uh 
I think all the junglers in Academy are pretty much even besides the ones that stand out. Right. All right. Enough all Academy right. talk. I'm kicking guys. you all out. Thanks, Tom. Watch Academy, or I'll kick. I'll ban you from Reddit. Watch it tomorrow on at 3 p.m. I think. FlyQuest yes, first clutch. Yep. I'll be there. Get these guys out right there. Kick me you now. Can, you kick a Matt out too. So people who don't know, that was CLG Academy's coach. Thank you very much for coming in and sharing. Mark, before you leave, we got to yeah. talk about something. What do we got to talk about, Travis? This week, we have a second sponsor for Hotline League. What? That's right. Holy uh, shit, so uh, for this week and next week, Hotline League, also in addition to Owen by HP, brought to you by Amazon Play and Shop. Uh, they are sponsoring the show. Uh, as as a means of promoting streaming IRL, which is their new show that they just put out, uh, it features Pokimane. I'm going I'm going to put a link to the video, which is now available. It debuted last week on stream. I'm going to put out that link into the uh, description for this YouTube video and also into the Twitch chat while I play the trailer for that. I watched it last week. Uh, you should go check it out. There's a really poignant moment at the end. And Mark is friends with Pokey. Have you seen it yet, Mark? Uh, well, good news. You can watch it when I put the link in. You can save it. Here we go. Don't talk. And our Twitch Streamer of the Year Award winner is... Pokey Thank you so much. My name's Iman. I go by Pokey, Pokemon, Pokemon. I make content on Twitch, Instagram. My fans mean the world to me. You really inspire people. I'm Thank so happy you to so meet much. Sometimes I'll be like taking a picture with them or giving them a hug, and I actually like, feel them shaking. So pretty. <laughs> I feel like I want to take my career above and beyond just sitting at home and streaming. I could end up owning a merch store or a makeup line. I am excited and ready. What's with the camera people? Are they going to be following us all the time? Not all the time. A little bit of the time. <laughs> Where's your friend, honey? There's a camera in the fridge. So anyway, that was the trailer for streaming IRL. Uh, you can go check out uh, that and the link that I just put into Twitch chat. Uh, clicking through, looking at the trailer again, or watching the video, all that stuff uh, really supports the show, me and Mark. So thank you so much. And thank you to Amazon Play and Shop for sponsoring the show. Mark. I wasn't in there at all. What the hell, dude? I don't know if you're in it at all. Yeah. When I watched it, I'm uh, trying to remember if I saw you. But no, no, no I, don't, I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not over at the offline TV house that much. But it's uh, it's pretty cool to see that. Like, it feels like. Did you see she was at the fucking Teen Choice Awards? No, I didn't see that. She was. She got invited to the Teen Choice Awards. She was like live streaming the whole thing and like was hanging out with Nick Cannon and shit. That's crazy. Yeah, she's like legitimately breaking into the main mainstream. Are you still going to be friends with her, Mark, or is she going to leave you behind? No, she's leaving all of us behind, dude. <laughs> okay.
<laughs> no, I still I still talk and hang out with her a lot. Pretty, we're actually really good friends. Yeah, we actually I got uh, lunch or no dinner with her a couple months ago just to talk about uh, you know like she's been building herself as an influencer in the past year. I've been trying to do more of that instead of mm-hmm. you know building a brand like Yahoo Esports or Gamespot or whatever. So and she gave me a lot of really good advice. So really fantastic person. But again, thanks to Amazon Plane Shop for for that. And I'm gonna li- click the link or put the link into uh, chat one more time. Before we move on to the next caller. Wait, sorry, do I go get someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your cue. Still working out the kinks on this show sometimes. Uh, all right. Where are we? Um, Joe Hizzy subbed. Perfectly adequate Jay resubbed for nine months. We got some nine months people in. Truly Yuli hosted me with five viewers, probably on the way back from the airport after we were... Hanging out in Vegas. OPTSM fan gifted a sub to Exogen. Congrats, Exogen. And Bulbacola gifted a sub to Matcom, who's been a sub for three months. And I don't think it's because he's ever subbed. I think it's because people people sub him. X Spiritus X is here. How's it going, X Spiritus X? Great. Oh. Do you uh, hear any echo or anything? Everything no. sound good? You sound incredible. Thank God. No offense <laughs> to other callers, but every time they come in... I hear Mark go, well, they were way louder in the waiting room. I don't know what don't know what happened. Uh, you sound great. You're a Twitch sub. Yes. Thank yes, for- I'm a huge, huge Travis Gafford fan. Oh, wow. So. I didn't know I had fans. I just thought people like the content. You, well, where, are you you calling, where are you calling from? Uh, Northwest Indiana, Portage, Indiana. It's in the Chicago area. Okay, Chicago area. And do you do audio stuff for a living? Because you sound or you produce a podcast. Like, how, Why do you sound better than I do? Well, I'm an IT consultant, actually, and I do a lot of online meetings and whatnot. So I find it nifty to have a good, uh, good audio system. Set Very up. good. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I like that you're doing you have a great audio system for online meetings. I don't I, like that. Yes. I like I like when my IT consultants are really scratchy and preferably have some kind of accent for like the outsourced work. That's what oh. that's really gets me going. Yeah. Yeah. You probably haven't interacted with IT consultants like myself. I'm in the automation space and like server files and all that Whoa. crap so it's like yeah I'm that's why he's like plug it in your computer idiot yeah see i don't think i could do that working remotely <laughs> what do you want to talk about on the show tonight uh i wanted to say that i think especially as of this last weekend reaper has proven himself indisputably to be a top na coach and i have a lot of reasons for thinking that and um one thing a I top to NA coach or sorry is it a in it in it top or like the in a top NA coach see i can't say the because i don't see the behind the scenes for all the teams if sure. i was able to like hang out with all the teams and like see the actual impact i could say one way or another but i think this guy is proven hands down whereas other teams you kind of wonder if it's like the star power combined with some good enough coaching you sure. know whereas with c9 i think uh we've seen um, for many reasons that he's actually a really top tier coach. And uh, the first thing is, you know, those controversial roster swaps at the beginning, you know, and obviously they didn't work out so well for the first few games. Um, But he had a long-term strategy, which was to motivate the other players. Right. And I think we've kind of seen that come to fruition late where they're playing really well. And even, you know, Sven Skarin and Golden Glue came back um, this last weekend and just killed it. And this isn't just a matter of like knowing when to swap people out and getting them motivated either though. Um, 
I also wanted to add in the fact that, um, like, you know, they removed like known shot callers like Smoothie out of the picture, and yet this, no matter how he swaps the roster around now, um, they perform and they act as a cohesive unit, which is really um, speaks a lot to the coaching. Because if you can swap out like key players like Jensen and still have the team perform, and Smoothie you know, is gone. And now they, this team is still able to perform and be on the same page. And I think the only way you can ensure that that happens while swapping out key players like that is by really good coaching and development. So, uh, Mark, did Mm -hmm. this weekend prove Reaper is a top NA coach? I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly about this specific roster swap. Like, it was weird. Because it looked so good. No, it, it looked stomp. fantastic. It clearly worked. I'm just. It was just weird because like they played Lee Sin and uh, Syndra, which is like I know Blabber and, and Jensen can play that. Blabber and Jensen have been playing around each other mid, so if it was like a camp mid strat, like feels like they could have done it, but maybe they're just like way better at snowballing. Either way, it worked, and it was obviously like that was kind of some of the stuff they were hinting at, so it's hard to say for sure. Um, but to the the Reaper point, like, I think what a lot of people say is like, oh, man, especially around the benching at the beginning for motivation is, is it, it feels to some people, I think, like a chicken or the egg argument where um, you say like, oh, they used a bunch of subs and they kept losing and then they had to go back to their starters and their starters saved them. And I'm not sure. I don't think that's the case. I think like the benchings and all that stuff did kind of put a chip on their shoulder that maybe they were lacking because what everyone said about that that team was like they're too relaxed. They don't take their scrims like they take their scrims seriously, but like losing doesn't seem to like make them worry. Uh, and so Reaper gave them a, a reason to worry and make them work harder. So what I'd say is if this team gets in the playoffs and goes on a good run and makes worlds or something, then like I'm I'm with you as like being ready to call them the best coach because what you need to remember is in spring split they were tied for first place. And then they tanked super hard the second half of the season before bustering out at the fifth, sixth spot in playoffs. Um, And like, there's no reason to think that trajectory wasn't going to change without him doing what he did because it was going to be the exact five guys coming back. So I think you can say that, oh, they lost a bunch of games because Reaper switching at the beginning, but he did it with the ultimate goal of motivating the team. And so if this team comes out and does significantly better than what happened in spring split, then like, I do think you have to credit Reaper for that. Right. And I, I think it's the, the fact that the trends are reversed from the spring split mm-hmm. is also showing his, uh, I guess, prestige or skills as a coach, because, you know, clearly there were problems that came up at the end of last sprint, last split. And it looked like he was still identify or he had identified those problems and was still working on them through the beginning of this split and had the end game in mind the whole time. And it's really paying off. They're on a six game win win streak right now. They have beaten both echo Fox and team liquid in that, in those six games. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they, you know, uh, there's no reason to believe they can't beat these last two teams either. And, and you're right. Like nothing's like, if cloud nine itself can actually swing a strong performance at worlds or something is like to be determined still, but I'm the targeted strategy too recently of saying, you know, Hey, you know, we're going to punish, 
you know, the weakness, the perceived weakness, I guess I should say, I'm not trying to call out <laughs> Belter here, but yeah. the perceived weakness of the middle point, like, hey, we'll just play through the middle so hard that there's no way the bot lane can catch up. And I, I agree with you on the, the Jensen thing, but at the same time, the fact that Golden Glue came back in and like, you know, really killed it like that was a real testament to how the team as a whole is being developed, like the 10 man. And also, you know, they subbed out the three people, but then they subbed out Sven Skaron later for a blabber and they keep, he keeps making these roster changes and it's not negatively impacting the team anymore. Like, and that, that shows to me that something's going on really well behind the scenes to where, Hey, I can swap out this or that player or these two players. And, you know, Zazel's like completely new, right? Licorice is completely new and they've both been performing. And the only way I can see so many rookies coming in and just really wrecking it like that, other than having like an Aphromo or someone to show them the ropes. Um, and I mean, I don't, I guess I don't know that Jensen and Sneaky can't like show rookies the ropes, but to my knowledge, they're not the storage shot callers that like Aphromo and Smoothie were. It feels like the only people that are in the running for top coach this split are Kane from Team Liquid, Prawley from 100 Thieves. Well, then we've got trying to think through i don't think so dude i think you're gonna look at teams with like more improvement going like the number one and the number two teams from the last split i mean hundred thieves was able to have a pretty big roster change and maintain their situation I, i'm just saying you've got probably you've got kane you've got reaper and then mm -hmm. i think you've got saint vicious mm -hmm. what about zabutin yeah, Zabutane's. What if Optic knocks out TSM out of the goddamn playoffs on Sunday? You're not telling me Zabutine's not getting a nod or two from somebody? Oh, he's definitely getting some nods. That could and be interesting. It, I'm super biased because I don't know how great of a job he did last split. Right. And but I this have, is coach of the split, so I know maybe. Mm -hmm. So maybe about probably about probably being in the running though. He's I mean obviously the team's doing well and probably has a lot to do with that. If you have a bad coach, I don't, I think a team is probably not going to be able to resolve their problems very well because most of us are like what introverted, you know, rage gamers and probably they are too uh, at their core. You know, it's hard to work that stuff out without a good coach, but at the same time, we can't discount the effort move factor on that team. It's like, you know, for, I believe the, most of the duration, if not all, that Zix was coaching CLG prior to this season, Aphromu was on that team. And I think it's really proven through the track record that Aphromu has some magic for gluing a team together. And uh, that's not to not give Crowley or probably some credit, but like there's a lot more that's in front of me that has been done to improve C9 by Reaper than than 100 Thieves by Prawley. Yeah. yeah, I wish I wish we could wait a little bit longer than it wasn't just like a regular season award, but it's tough if C9 uh it depends where C9 finish. They can they can go all the way up to third or fourth, I think. I don't know. I, I think hands down, one of the better best coaches in NA, even before this split or anything. And I think 
if this team makes a late season surge into worlds or something, then you definitely have to give them that. Yeah. And I, the trajectory they're on right now, there's no reason to think they can't do that easily. I mean, if they keep the momentum and morale up and, and somehow Jensen and sneaky came back to this, to the scene or came back into the main roster, you know, performing, you know, like I, who's to say that at the beginning of the split, you know, if it wasn't handled right internally, that they wouldn't have just given up basically and been liabilities for the rest of the split. But yeah. somehow, even though, you know, obviously there was some controversy and I'm not going to rehash all that. We've done that on previous episodes, right? Um, there was some controversy on how they handled it, but like as far as the publicity goes, but obviously he took that and turned that into a positive situation over the long run. And that to me also says a lot, you know, yeah, um, that he was able to maintain their loyalty throughout that process to the point where they came back and worked hard instead of just being like, you know, screw this team, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm done trying for them. Hey, Expertus X, thank you so much for your call. We have to move on to uh, the next three. We've got three more people in about 15 minutes. So, no worries. Uh, take but it easy. really appreciate your take. And I think it was a good conversation. Yeah, anytime. Took a second for the Discord to update. That was very confusing to me. Um, all right. Who else do we got? Hey, can everyone do me a favor? Can you just, if you're watching this right now, can you move your cursor over the Twitch stream? And then when you move your cursor over, you might see a box that says Twitch Prime. Just press that button, send it over. Uh, Free loot! At- Atrocita, zero one subbed. Thank you, Atrocita, zero one, for the sub. Let's move on to the next caller. Oh boy. Bard's Threshlight is returning to the show. You've been on before, right? Yeah. All right. Well, welcome back to the show, Bard's Threshlight. Thank you for being a Twitch Prime sub. Uh, no what, problem. What would you like to talk about on... Oh, sorry. Remind me, where are you calling from? Uh, coming, Georgia. That's that's right. I no. had forgotten about that. <laughs> no, you don't. It's no, well, I mean, that was the story the last time. I know time. it's a real place. Uh, that was the story the last time, and I, I'm... I'm you know, somebody who did live in incoming Georgia, maybe grew up there, they would come up with the Bart's Threshlight joke. Uh, Bart's Threshlight, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So Dot Esports posted an article about Riot's relationship with their parent company, Tencent, yeah. who has a 100% stake, and how Tencent's focus, they have minority stakes in uh, Blue Hole and Epic Games, which produced Fortnite and PUBG. So... Yep. Apparently, their relationship is rather rocky because they're spending more time with those games and making those investments work rather than making League of Legends work. It's what the article is basically saying. Right. And then Riot released a statement with the article saying, it's just a bump in the road and it's fine. And we should say, by the way, that the Dot article was a, um, a re- covering a report that came out by The Information, which is the outlet that, that released this bigger report. Unfortunately, yeah. that art that site is behind a paywall, so it's hard to get access to. Um, so, background information: Tencent in two thousand eight had about a twenty two percent investment in Riot and was going to be their Chinese distributor. They bought a ninety three percent majority stake in twenty eleven, and then in twenty sixteen they got the whole hundred percent. And yep. in twenty twelve is when they got Epic Games before Fortnite was even released. Yep. Yeah. So, so sorry. What is your What's your point? Uh, I, I do believe right here where it's just a bump in the road. 
based uh, on Tencent's investments and stuff, that they're trying to get more and more people just in the esports in general and hoping that it helps all their investments. And it is harming Riot at the moment, but it, it won't harm Riot in the long term. So I I think it's somewhere in between. I I don't think my this is all speculation because it's the only thing we can we can do here. But if I'm Tencent, you've got Riot kind of chugging along. League of Legends has been out for a long time. You're probably not going to see too much more growth there. They didn't come out with a mobile game, which was a big part of the conversation. This article was that basically like Tencent wanted to see a mobile League of Legends version. Uh, that never came to fruition. So then Tencent uh, had a publisher develop it. A lot of uh, ill will be, or a lot of uh, distaste from Riot on Tencent's decision to basically do like a mobile clone of League of Legends. Um, so anyway, I I think, you know, if you're Tencent, you're looking at Riot. They don't have a second game out. Who knows when they're going to come out with their second game? They're not the new hotness anymore. Of course, you're going to pay attention to PUBG and Fortnite. Um, and you're going to pretty much just let Riot do their own thing. Because, by the way, like one of the things that the main article or report talked about is that uh, the way the relationship is set up between Tencent and Riot means that Tencent can't really dictate or make orders to Riot. So you can't even do anything there. You're pretty powerless. So, of course, you're going to focus on this other stuff. Um, and I think, you know, seemingly Tencent seems really interested. I think they even have a stake in Activision Blizzard. Yes, I mean, 5%. obviously, it's a publicly traded company. So, yeah. So, um, you, I think, you know, their investments in these other they seem to just want to be like the Google of video games. That's sort of my take. And so, of course, you're going to focus on this other stuff. That doesn't mean that the story, I do think that there is some uh, not great feeling between Riot and Tencent, and certainly like the evidence of Riot setting up an office in Shanghai to try to serve their own fans in China whenever Tencent's the distributor there. That's just like, it looks weird. So, um, I agree it's a bump in the road. I don't think that like Tencent's planning on shutting down Riot or anything like that anytime soon, but um, I do think that that article was pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where often the truth is like somewhere in the middle, you know? And I'm sure it's not like, oh my God, League is dying, Fortnite fucking uh, Tencent doesn't care about Riot anymore. But I also think it was more than just like, ah, yeah, that was an unfortunate miscommunication. Yeah. And one of the things that's interesting to know about uh, the context for this is like the report that came out from the information, which is like a business journal. So the context for all this was about Tencent acquiring a company and having a lot of bumps in the road with that company, uh, that company being Riot Games here. And so just sort of like a conversation, an interesting piece around like the flaws in that acquisition. So that's the context here. I'm sure a lot of people want to like make it out to be something way bigger. And I think there are interesting conversations to have out of it, but that's mostly what that report was about. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's, I'm happy you called in about it, Bart Specialite, because it is interesting and it does affect us, right? The conversation that report about, uh, you know, revenue perhaps falling from Riot Games. How does that affect esports? Well, maybe it affects esports by more events being in studios and more events and less roadshows and a stronger and a bigger audience for all esports by just getting all the big ones that are out now just grabbing more and more people into just general esports. Oh, yeah. On the Even though they may side. not watch us, it'll get, bring more credibility at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Travis, question for you. How much do you think about like the e, uh, the esports? pulling back on that stuff is about franchising coming in and like 
you now need to run more like a business because like profit sharing and the I think that is a red herring that. that Riot loves to bring out and say like, well, we've got to be financially responsible to our partners. The reality is that all these partners are losing money hand over fist on spot on player salaries that balloon during the off season. And they're, they would, I think they would much rather see riot put on bigger events to allow them to get sponsorship and to grow right now. It feels like riots pulling back on their esports investment. And so when you have just given this company $10 million under the, and you're losing money, it feels bad when they decide to pull back on their own end. That is my take, at least. I don't. I don't think that the owners are happy that Riot is doing smaller events and are are seemingly trying to cost save. Hmm. That's my take. Maybe oh, I'm just wrong. Wanted, nope. Just was interested what you thought. Uh, Bart, no, it's, a, it's a great thought. Yeah. Thank you so much for the call. Unfortunately, we need to move on to our next right. callers. But thank thanks you. for having me, and thanks to Amazon and Omen by HP. Thanks. Hey. Thank you. Uh, two more callers to go. Hey, Corey Lulu, dropping the sub. Haven't seen Corey Lulu in the chat for a while. Eight months, though, he's been loyal this entire time. Thank you, Corey Lulu, uh, for the sub and for uh, supporting all the content creators by sharing their content on Reddit. I think it's really cool of you. Uh, we've got a couple more people to shout out as well. Uh, Bunker King subbed and Mr. Get Owned LP sub. Thank you. Those individuals. Win for Mark here. Oh, we lost one caller, apparently. We've only got one more. Uh, someone dipped. His mic wasn't working, and then he, he disappeared. Okay, well, maybe they'll figure it out. Alden yeah, Peroni again. is here. Alden, uh, is that a K-pop star in your profile picture on Discord? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're one of those. I've, uh, where I've are you called, calling from? I've called, I've called before um, from Hawaii. Okay, oh, from Hawaii. Yeah. What... Uh, well, thank you. I, I'm jealous. Which island? Uh, Oahu. Oahu. It's nice. kind of hot here. Well, I'm like sweating all over, but it's hot. I mean, in that's summer. <laughs> what what uh, would you like to talk about on the show tonight? Um, so I was going to call about this like way before the summer split even started. And um, I was predicting that TL, 100 Thieves, and C9 would make it to Worlds. And at least... One of them would make it to quarters and now now that we're at week nine i feel like that my prediction is kind of coming true at the moment or it's like it's pretty likely to come true so this is your victory lap uh not yet i don't want to get too excited okay so you still think so sorry your original take was c9 can make it to quarters um at least, like at least one of the three teams that I said was making it to worlds okay. would make it to quarters. Okay. Did you did you make this on the show or tweet it or anything? Um, I was just I put this like as my hot take like before the um before the summer split started, and I was just like trying to get it out and stuff. Was this on the show though, or were you just kind of like telling this? This this wasn't on the show. Okay. I was, I was just unlucky and didn't get picked. Okay, but sorry. I guess my bad. No, no, no. I don't, you were I don't, right, and I missed it. Uh, I don't. I don't hold it against you guys. So you're fine. Gotcha. Okay. Dang, I was. I was hoping that I, we had pulled you earlier, and I had just forgotten. And then you're gonna be like, "Look at episode this. I said that. Fuck y'all. I'm nah. Like, Damn it. Nah. My bad. 
Sorry about that. <laughs> Which of the three teams do you think will be the one, if you had to, to guess, right, like based how they look right now, to get out of uh, groups? Um, C9's looking on fire, so I'd say C9. Um, I'd say TL, if, uh, if there were just like only two, but it would be nice as an NA fight. And as an NA fan to see all of them make it all the groups. Mm. I don't know. I kind of agree with C9. They at least feel like they're doing the most interesting stuff. I like their kindred zillion shit. Yeah, Blabber's like Blabber's insane. And like the whole zillion play from Jensen, that's I don't he hasn't lost on Zillion, right? Uh nope. Yeah. Done it three times, twice with Kindred, once with uh Nocturne. It does but, feel like uh, a very C9 storyline for them to do very well. Yeah, this feels just like every C9 storyline since basically they were super dominant in like 2013, 2014 has been like, we don't know if they're going to make it. Oh, they made it. Yeah. The gauntlet yeah, runs just, over it and does over again. Feel like, it does feel like lightning is just like striking twice for them. Yeah. Or maybe four or five times. Four or five. Yeah. Maybe it's just going to keep going on forever. Yeah. Just like they just do bad for one split and they just one fire for the next and then they just make it to worlds and i don't know yeah. maybe they'll win <laughs> so you called 100 thieves are you excited for them at all uh, to, go to play at worlds i mean i'm i'm they're actually like my favorite team but like i feel like there's this curse that i hold with myself that if i have a favorite team that they'll just like choke <laughs> <laughs> so you don't you don't believe in your favorite teams anymore but not because of them but because of you yeah. That's, it's that's like the sad. whole getting excited for KT thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't As know. Been, I, speaking, speaking of, um, I'm excited that they're making the worlds, but I'm keeping that excitement to a minimum. Yeah. yeah. Probably think, a good idea. I think uh, for 100 Thieves, I, they're probably my least, I think they'll make it, but they're my least exciting team for worlds. I think their like slow grindy style just won't translate at all to group stage play unless they get like a really nice group and who really knows at that point but like assuming you get the typical like decent chinese team a korean team and like a wild card or something or maybe a european team like i just don't see them being able to pull that off yeah so i'm actually not excited at all for 100 thieves yeah and i was i was really bummed out when they traded off medios, so I'm not really sure if they'll like do that well in playoffs either. But I'm still holding on to my prediction. <laughs> uh, Alden, do you know a Twitch viewer named Odd One Villain God? This does not ring a bell. Okay, they claim that they live right next to you, so I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, he's saying it's Boder Michael's neighbor. Oh, Boder Michael. Do you know a, a person named Boder Michael? No. Okay. Well. All these people lie. All right. No luck. Alden, I appreciate the predictions. I'm interested to see what happens. It sounds like you're a very unlucky person. So I, I think we'll, we'll I, just... I hope, I hope, I hope I will be lucky this time. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you so much for the call. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, have a good one. Yeah. Okay, last caller. Okay, here we go. Motorboat. All right. Uh, one more person. Should pop in here in a moment. Oh, Boba Cola gifted a sub to Ethan. Thank you for gifting a sub to Ethan. Uh, Mark is still trying to figure out this guy's microphone. It might be the end of the show. It might be the end of the show. What? Are we? Oh, hi, Sam Vice. Are you work? Is your microphone working? 
Uh, I think so. Yep, it is. Fantastic. Where are you calling from, Simvice? Back South Korea. From South Korea? Damn. Yeah, what's up? How's it going? What are you, uh, you know, just out of curiosity, are, do you live in South Korea, born and raised, or are you like over there? No, I just sent, uh, spend the summers with my family. Uh, I go to school in America. Gotcha. Where are you from? Where do you go to school in America? At? Sorry, what's that you cut out? Texas. Texas. Okay, very good. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight, some vice? I want to talk about how I believe that Riot should remove the import restriction specifically for the NALCS now that they have a franchise system. Oh, just in general, they should be able to import however many players they want from anywhere. I think I think what happens sometimes is like when you first talk, we we miss so like your short answers kind of get lost, but some vice, the question I would have for you is what would happen to EU LCS at that moment? Um, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, what would happen to EU LCS if we didn't have an import rule in North America? So, like, EU LCS has not as many problems when attracting players and picking up new talent. Uh, we saw it with that graph that uh, I think Riot Blastoise pulled up a couple weeks ago when he showed how, like, players in it, but relatively NA doesn't. So even then, I think when EU moves to a franchising system, they can also have their import restriction removed. But don't, isn't there a world where we just import all their most famous and good talent? Theoretically, that can happen. But honestly, I find that doubtful at best. How, why do you find it doubtful? All the good players that ultimately end up like importing it and moving over, they only move over after they basically hit their prime and won some stuff, and then they move over. Like when you think about like Exodus, Korean players only moved when they started doing well and like now had some money to make. Gotcha. Right, but I think the point would be like if you start pulling some of the biggest and best names, the other ones kind of want to be playing with them. And so if I'm an EU player and like Perks is is going to go over to NA and he's like, yeah, I'm going to meet back up then and Mythy and we're going to remake G2. We need a top laner. Is Wunder not also like, okay, fuck, I'm going over there too because I'll, I'll get the same or better money as well and now all the talent's over there. And then well, it's just like this, this avalanche. Like, even if that does happen, I'm like, necessarily a bad thing because overall for league competitiveness on like an international scale, people have to perform better because now they're competing with everyone for the same spots. Well, I think uh, what you're suggesting here is not uh, lifting the import rule, and you're really suggesting just merging EU and NA, basically. That's a bad thing at all. Merging like, EU and I NA? Think, like, not right now, but, like, if EU ever gets to franchising, I think, like, NA and EU, if they could, like, attach, they should be attached. Gotcha. Huh. Well, see you down for our, for our 
No, I don't think so. I think the import rule has proven to be successful in the U.S. I think, or in North America, I think we've gotten uh, the right amount of players to keep us vaguely relevant on the world stage, uh, while also um, making sure that we have some like homegrown heroes as well. Uh, And I like as much as I enjoyed LMQ. I do think in a world where we just have a ton of money and can import a bunch of people and, and team owners obsess over success, uh, you could end up in a, a pretty bad world, right? Um, so like, I think right now there's a lot of incentives for uh, players that come over here from Europe or from Korea to build their own brand and especially learn English. They learn that from competing or from playing with the teammates who are mostly native North Americans. Anyway, I, I, I'm not a big fan of opening up the import situation. Um, and I think that it would feel really bad if the only way we were able to become ever become competitive on the world stage is if we just import all the best players from every other place, even though that's a meme, we don't really do. We do some of that. We don't do all of it, uh, in a world where we're just like, well, we've got all the top teams in Korea competing in the NALCS now. Like what, what are we, what's, what's the point of that? Even then, when you look at like other games where they don't have import restrictions, like looking at Overwatch League, like theoretically, everyone in Overwatch League had the chance to pick up like an only Korean team. But ultimately, out of like the 12 teams in the league, only like like three were all Korean. Yeah. So even then, it's like when presented with the opportunity, because it's not good for their brand. Because like that smash. Like, while that's, like, super good for, like, winning tournament money, like, that's not way, a way to build a brand. So if you look at, like, Golden Guardians, they did a similar thing where for a split, they decided not to pick up any imports because they were like, we are going to be the NA-only team. Yeah, I'm just not convinced that teams will continue to do that. Like, Golden Guardians wanted to be the NA-only team, and then they picked up an import in their second split, and them and CLG are out of worlds already. So I just like, and I hear you on the Overwatch League thing. My problem there is that there are not existing tantalizing leagues and players and groups of people to pull from already. Like there's in the LCS, Overwatch League was like this brand new thing. I realized that there was some competition over there in, in Korea that was already happening. Uh, but I don't, I don't think that we will see... I, I think that the danger is much greater in doing something like this and opening it up. Yeah, um, I think to Travis's point, like in Overwatch League, it's it's literally the only league in the world. So they, they, they can't really put an import rule in without it being kind of unfair. Whereas in the, the League of Legends scene, each region has their own scene and it's about that region performing against the other regions when it comes to international play. So yeah. I think it's it's two different ecosystems and unless you're just going to make like one super league in north america or something like I don't, it does feel weird to just lift that but i'm sorry that you are not on the show some vice at the time when kelby's on the show because kelby would love this idea he's all about just importing players making us the best through spending money that type of thing so uh unlucky but thank you so much some vice for your call thanks so much yeah have a good one and thanks for calling in all the way from Korea. That's crazy. Bye. I don't know if people, some people were starting to hear. Kobe is just screaming his head off from the other side of this wall. 
Uh, I can't. I can't hear it. He's so loud. It's so funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Whatever. Get me out of here, Travis. It's ten oh seven. I got WoW to play. Maybe if I lower my. I'm leaving in, in three seconds if you don't start this outro. Uh, Mark, what do you want to say? Uh, thanks so much for watching, guys. There's nothing else I want. Guys, thank you so much for watching. My fans and our fans mean everything to us. Also, huge shout outs to HP by Omen. Omen by HP. <laughs> I did that on purpose. The whole outro that was just facetious. Do you got anything but you're actually, plugging? Anything you're promoting? Nope, nope. Just uh, check out the Academy League uh, tomorrow so you can find all the hot new talent coming to the LCS next year. And uh, actually, big thank you to Omen by HP. I appreciate it a lot. And uh, thanks to Travis for having such a great channel, great community. Thank you, Mark. I'm tired from Vegas. I hope this, I think the show is good, but boy, golly, gee, I hope next week's has a little bit more energy because it felt, it was just a random, it was a weird show. Like there were all these, it was just like a checklist of random stuff that so much, uh, Crazy stuff. I wish. Could you yeah. Hear, do you hear him? No, no, I, I can't. I, I agree, though. Hopefully, when when the playoff things hit, there'll be a lot of reactions to like people who miss and shit like that, and it'll be a more like unified theme where this was kind of like, here we go. Yeah. Very good. Oh well. Thanks everyone for watching. This has been Hotline League episode forty. <laughs>